right? You guys see the shirt I'm repping right now? HSM Saturday nights. They're starting. Did they tell you about this? Did you guys already tell them about this? You did not tell them about it. You're wearing the shirt. You guys. All right, so the, good. I get to be the one to tell you then. So high school, and I'm a huge fan of the high school ministry, they are starting, uh, they have the 11 o'clock service, which you guys all know about. They're starting a brand new, this is brand new, this is cutting edge, brand new Saturday night service. They usually do not have Saturday night services. They are now starting an epic Saturday night service, so now you can choose to go to church at, at 5 or 11 when you get to high school. How amazing is that? Okay, they need a little more enthusiasm. How amazing is that? All right, good. Thank you very much. All right, so my name's Justin. I'm the junior high pastor here. I'm happy you're all here. If you, uh, did I do that? Did I do that? Was that voice activated? Was it the clapping? Did the clapping do that? I'm kidding. Clapping doesn't do that kind of thing. You'll be clapping a lot louder now for now. I'll be like, maybe, maybe, maybe I can do that. that no, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Uh, I'm so happy you're here. I know some of you guys are here for the very first time, and I remember when I went to church for the very first time, and that is so cool that you guys are here. Uh, I was outside doing the last little preparations of the lesson, and I was stretching because we're doing baptisms after service. Who's getting baptized after service? Oh my gosh, a couple of you are. So this is going to be exciting. So I was stretching to get ready for that. Uh, so I wasn't in here to see the new people, but if you're new, I want to meet you afterwards. I think it'd be so great. Do me a favor. Around the room are Bibles and notepapers and pens. Grab one. If you've ever had questions about dating, if your parents have ever given you like wisdom or thoughts about dating and you haven't known what you believe, if, you've, if your friends at school, they talk about dating like they know everything, I'm going to load you up with stuff today that you'll be able to, like, you'll just know all this great stuff about dating. It'll be great. And you know what? I'll say one other thing. In these uh, carts here, all right, there are, uh, there are some questions here. These are some question cards, okay? These question cards here, students were writing in questions yesterday, and their questions were like, and they were really good questions. You guys are going to do this at the very end of JHM today before we go out for baptisms. And they're like, you, you do have to, so thank you for asking. Uh, it, or you'll have to live in here. And they were writing questions like, well, you know, what about this about dating? They're asking questions about dating. And they were like, how do you get a boyfriend or girlfriend? My favorite question was, if you're in a relationship and it's not going well, how do you get out? And a junior hire writing that question, like, that's such a great question to me. Uh, I remember when I was young and I dated, I went, I, listen, I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you, okay? I'll be very, very honest. I have gone on many, many dates throughout my life, okay? I did not believe in just dating one person. Like, I would go on, like, dates. Like, and I wouldn't get very serious with the person I was dating. It wasn't like I was da seriously dating someone and then I would date other people. Like, I, I believed in keeping things very laid back, like, not committing, not, like, being overly committal and being crazy committed. Like, just a very casual, like, get to know you. We're friends. Let's have dinner. Let's see a movie. Like, I was very casual about the whole thing. And so I want you to know, I went on many, many dates. Some of the dates have been very, very bad, very bad dates, very uncomfortable, embarrassing, goofy, weird dates. Uh, I went on a date one time where a girl that I went on a date with, she brought me cookies 
that she baked, okay? So we, we're going for the date, and I, I go to pick her up, and she, and I honk the horn because I didn't go get her at her door. All right, that was mistake number one, by the way. Dominic's laughing. He's like, hot, knucklehead. Mistake number one on my part. But when she comes to the door, comes to the car, she hands me a plate, like we're in the car, hands me a plate of cookies, and she's like, I made these for you. And I want, they were gross. They were burnt. They were not good cookies. They're not the kind of cookies you give someone on a first date. Very, very gross. And that was a very weird date for me. One time I went on a date. This is not a made-up story, okay? This is not a made-up story. Do you know how cheap it is to buy stars? Like, to go onto the registry and, and buy a star in someone's name? It's very, very cheap. It's like 30 bucks. It's very, very cheap. And a girl I went on a date with, I'm not making this up, she told me that she had bought stars and named them after pets that she has had throughout her life. And she showed me like photos on her phone of all the different stars in the galaxy named after her dead animals, okay? Crazy. This girl was nuts, okay? This girl was nuts. I went on a lot of crazy dates. And I'm sure there's a lot of girls out there who would say I was the crazy one that they dated, that I did something crazy or weird or odd or whatever. But And I remember my mom always taught me, though, when I was young, she always taught me this. She always said, it's going to be up here on the screen, dating is not bad. She always told me that. She never discouraged me from dating. And I know everyone's parents are different, and I want you to know that if your parent has a different view than my parent, I support your parents' view. Uh, I'm just telling you what my parents' view was. So don't go home and say, oh, Justin's parent, his mom said that, you know, you can tell him what my mom said, but don't think that I'm saying that in order that if your parent says something different that I want you to disagree with your parent. I don't. I think your parent loves you more than I love you, and they want the best for you. But my mom, that was her rule at our house, that dating wasn't a bad thing. And, and I always, I, and this is the reason she, she told me that, because I asked this question, and it, it, this was the question, this is, up here, this is what I said. I said, how old is old enough to date? And my mom always believed that was the wrong question. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about that, like, how old is old enough to date? And, and I think with that question comes a whole lot of other dating questions. Because if you're going to ask the question, I'm just going to be honest. All right, we can all be honest here. All right, is everybody honest? We good? Okay, we're good. If you're going to ask the question of how old is too old, you know, how old is old enough to date, then you'll start asking, well, how old is old enough to hold hands and, you know, put your arm around a girl? And then it's like, well, you know, once you kind of do that, like, how much older do you need to be? Do you start like, kissing? And then you've got the French style of kissing. You know, the French, they're always weird. They're always doing weird stuff. Like, when, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, Bleh! You know what I'm talking about. That was, when, I, when, someone, when I was a kid, I was younger than you when I learned what that was. And when someone described that to me, I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was disgusting. Like, I, I, it just blew my mind. But you start, you'll ask that question, like, well, how old is old enough for that? And then the list kind of goes on and on from there. Here's the thing. That's the wrong question. The how old is old enough question is the wrong question. Here's the right question. It's about wise decisions, okay? What's the wise thing to do? What's wise? What's, what's wise, what's not wise? I, if you can answer the question of what's wise and what's not wise, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can be very young and make really wise decisions. And you can also be very old and make very unwise decisions. I have friends, dude, I, my best friend in the world, okay? He's not listening to this. He never listens to the podcast, okay? So I can say, and we're not, I, and I'm, so I'm going to say this. This dude, okay, he's 32. He's my age, okay? He's my age, okay? He's been dating this girl for like 10 years. They just broke up. They've been dating for 10 years, okay? Who's 10 years old in here? Anyone? Who's 11 years old? All right, good. You were one years old when my buddy started dating his girlfriend, and they just broke up. Totally nuts, right? And now, and now he's just single, and he's been kind of dating this one girl, kind of serious, but they're making mistakes physically that I don't think are right, and I tell him that. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
You can be very old and make very unwise decisions. You can be very young and make very wise decisions. Wisdom is not about age. It's about being willing to ask that question about the decisions you make. Now, here's the thing. I want you to see this on the screen, okay? There's a scripture we're going to take a look at. It's out of Proverbs. So if you have your Bible with you, I want you to open up to the book of Proverbs, chapter 7, starting with verse number 6. This is so good. A lot of people think, well, the Bible doesn't really talk about dating. Well, yeah, it does. I'm totally going to blow that up. All right, this is what it says. <clears throat> While I was at the window of my house looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men, and one in particular, who lacked common sense. We don't know any young men who lack common sense, do we? We don't know anybody. Like, oh, you're willing to say? All right. He was, at the, he was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, all right, so don't worry about that, strolling down the path by her house. It was twilight in the evening as a deep darkness fell. So it's very dark out, this very young man. Okay, so here's the thing. Let me give you a little tip on wisdom. It's a very easy tip on wisdom, okay? Wisdom is a very important thing, and it has, it comes with two pieces. Listen, listen. Wisdom, you can only get it if you have two things, time and experience. If you don't have time, if you're very young or you don't have any life experience, like you just haven't done stuff, like you're just very young, you haven't figured things out yet, you don't have a lot of wisdom. But I know sometimes we look like we have a lot of wisdom. Girls, right? Sometimes you look at boys and you're like, they, have, they look like they have a lot of wisdom. Look at how handsome his jawline is, how great his hair looks. Yeah, look at this guy. Like He looks like he has a lot of wisdom. So here, let me explain this for you. Uh, this is how I, I kind of liken it, okay? I like to cook breakfast. I'm a breakfast guy. We're my breakfast people. Oh, yeah, you like breakfast, right? Yeah, I love breakfast. So I like cooking breakfast, and one of my favorite things to cook for breakfast is pancakes. I don't know if any pancake people. I throw the chocolate chips in there. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. All right, good. So I cook my pancakes, and they're delicious. Now, one time I was cooking these pancakes, and I got them all ready to go, and I served them up to my wife, and we're so excited. We're about to cut these pancakes. And on the out, and they look so golden brown. Like, these pancakes look so pretty. It's ridiculous. I just couldn't believe I made such great-looking pancakes. And she takes the fork and the knife, and she cuts into the pancake, and all this batter comes oozing out of these pancakes, okay? These pancakes were uncooked. They looked like they were cooked on the outside, but on the inside, they were raw and full of batter. They were not cooked. Listen, boys are, are like pancakes, okay? And I'm a boy, and I can say, I can't talk as if I'm a girl, because I'm not a girl. I've never acted like a girl. I don't do girly things. I'm a guy. So I can't speak to girls, but I can speak to guys, and I can tell you this about guys, and guys, this is no disrespect, because you know that it's true, okay? When we're young, we think we have a lot of answers. We think we have it figured out. We think we have all, like, you know, the wisdom, and, you know, we, we got the gel in the hair, and we got the shirt on, and, you know, because most of the time we forget our shirts, believe it or not, but, like, we have our shirts on, and, like, we got it all together. But the truth is that boys, they are like pancakes. On the outside, they look like they're finished cooking. They look like they're done. But on the inside, they're still very raw. They're kind of oozy on the inside. They're not fully cooked, fully developed yet. So you have to give us a little forgiveness for the mistakes that we make because we make a lot of mistakes. And boys, like, we got to know, and listen, this isn't offensive, okay? You know this is true. When you think about it and you think about the decisions you make or the things that we do as guys, like, we don't make all the right decisions all the time. And I know sometimes we like to think that we do or we act like we do or we kind of, you know, look like we do or we, you know, want people think that we do. But if we're honest with ourselves, we know that we make mistakes. We're like uncooked pancakes. We, we, on the outside, we look like we're finished, but on the inside, we, and this guy's shaking his head. He's like, yeah, I kind of agree with this, because on the inside, we're just kind of gunky, and we're just not finished yet, but don't worry about that, okay? Now, we're talking about dating, okay? We're talking about dating. 
This is what it says. I want you to see this. This is in the next verse, verse number 10. The woman approached him seductively dressed and sly of heart. She, wa- uh, she was the brash, rebellious type. I don't know if anyone knows anyone of the brash, rebellious type. Uh, never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and the markets soliciting at every corner. And this guy is walking this direction. This is the direction he's going. And I want you to see this. I want you to write this down. This is a good thing. The direction we go takes us places, okay? The direction we go, the direction we are walking in in life, takes us places. Now, you might think this is, like, th- this is very simple. This makes total sense when you think of geography. Like, if, you're, if you think of geography and you want to go somewhere and you look at a map and you start walking in a direction, like, you're going to go to a place. Like, you don't, it's not about intending to go somewhere. Like, it's not about hoping to go somewhere. Like, if you pull out a map or pull out your phone and get your GPS going and say, Suri, I want to go to wherever, and she's going to start giving you point-by-point point directions of how to get there because it's very clear. If you're walking in a direction, you are going to go somewhere. It takes you places. And that's what it says in the next verse. This is so good. She threw her arms around him and kissed him. It's like right off the bat. They don't even know each other, okay? Yeah, yeah, crazy, right? With a brazen look. Everyone make a brazen look. I don't know. Give me your best one, though. What does it look like? Yeah, you're nailing it, Tate. That's good. With the eyebrows, that's very brazen. I like that. It's brazen. That's good. Uh, With brazen look, I've made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows, which I'll explain that in a second. And you're the one I'm looking for. I came to find you, and here you are. So let me explain this, okay? Back then, sin was a thing just like it is today. But unlike back then, they did like sacrifices, offerings. So right now, if you sin, which we all sin, I sin. I think sin separates us from God in a very dark way. And sometimes we give in to our sin, and that's our identity, and we live in that. But Jesus came and died and paid the price so that our sin is not going to be a thing that takes us out anymore. So here's the deal with that. Uh, back then, they wouldn't just pray for forgiveness from their sins. They would actually go, and they would go to a temple, and at this temple, there is this big altar, and they would usually bring, like, an animal with them, and they would kind of have this metaphorical, so it's not real, but think of, like, if you had a big bucket of sin, and you kind of dumped it out on the altar, like, you confessed all your sin, and then you took this animal, and you sacrificed this animal, and by sacrificing the animal, you were getting forgiveness for your sins, and then you would leave all your sins been forgiven, and you go, I'll take questions at the end. So this is what happened with this girl, okay? She went to the the deal. She confessed all of her sin. She did the whole offering thing. So she came back. She has no, you know, her sin's been forgiven. And basically what she's saying is, I did my deal. All my sin's been forgiven. And so I want to start sinning again. And and I'm so happy that I found you because you're the guy I want to sin with. And I'm so happy I found you. I was looking for you. And here you are. Now, I want you to write this down. This is important. This is what it says. Dating the wrong people can take you in the wrong direction. So not only is the direction you go, does it take you places? When you date the wrong people, people can take you in the wrong direction. So when you date the wrong people or you spend time with the wrong people or you're texting the wrong people or you're sharing secrets about yourself with the wrong people or you're letting yourself kind of fudge the boundaries of what you're comfortable with with the wrong people, it can take you in the wrong direction. Do you know what the wrong direction is? So me and my wife, like, we love to, like, drive around and travel. You guys travel? Do you like driving around, going on road trips and stuff? You guys road trippers? I like road trips, okay? 
So we like to go on little road trips and travel around and, and do stuff. And the deal is that I am terrible at asking for directions. My wife, like, she's willing to ask for directions. Like, if she even, like, s- like smells like we're kind of lost, she's like, let's just stop asking for directions. I'm like, no, no, no. All the roads connect to each other somehow. I can figure this out. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle. So she's the one that wants to, fi- you know, stop and get help. I'm the one who just wants to figure it out. Now, here's the thing. W- usually when you're getting lost or when you, you know, when you find yourself in a place you didn't plan on going, usually it's because you've been traveling in the wrong direction for a while. Like you've been doing it for a while. You, maybe you haven't really noticed it, but then you kind of find yourself and you're just so lost. You know, here's the thing that I found, especially when it comes to dating relationships, like, you never, like, you never really stop at that moment when you start to go the wrong direction in dating. Like, you usually go the wrong direction for a while and make, like, some mistakes or have some regrets before you really wake up and realize, oh my gosh, how did we get here? Like, how did we get here to this place that we're at in this relationship How did this happen? And usually it happens because all the little, like, signs along the way, you don't pay attention to those. Like, you just keep going the same direction. You just keep going. And even if there's things that happen that aren't that great, you hope that, like, oh, this will kind of figure itself out. And and it never does. Obviously, we know that it never does. This This is the principle. It's the principle of the path. In dating, your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. So in dating, if, if your intention is, oh, like, I, I want to be, you know, the, the, I want to be the guy in this great relationship. I want to have, like, these really clear boundaries. I want to respect each other. I want to make sure everyone feels safe and feels comfortable, and I want to treat people right. So I'm going to pressure them into sending me photos or texting me a way that they're not comfortable with. Well, that, that, that's not going to get you to the destination you want to get to. Like, that's going to get you absolutely, that's the wrong direction. Like, if you want to get to a place of having a a healthy, good relationship with someone, like, you don't get there by making all the wrong decisions along the way. Our direction, the the way we're actually going, not our intention, not what we intend to do, what we actually do is what gets us to our destination. Here's the thing, I want you to read this, it's in the Bible, this is so good. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. All right, now, I know what you're probably thinking, okay? I know what you're, prob- I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking, um, this, this sounds really rough. Let's go to the next slide, okay? All right. In some moments, you feel like a rock star in a dating situation, but is it wise? Is it taking you where you want to go? Now, you might think, well, Justin, you're just being too, like, you know, strict. You're just being boring, Justin, like, you know, the, this guy, he seems like a normal guy walking around. You know, if there's some pretty girl there. The girl wants to spend time with him. You know how hard it is to get a pretty girl to want to spend time with you? Like, it sounds like you're really just giving this guy a hard time. Like, I remember walking through the hallways of school, and, like, a pretty girl would come talk to me, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And she'd look at me, and she's like, hey, Justin. I'm like, oh, my gosh, hey. And she's like, hey, can you introduce me to your friend? And I'm like, oh, all right. Like, and it was just the worst. Now, you know how hard it is to get a pretty girl to pay attention to you? Like, that's really hard. Like, it sounds like you're just being really hard on this guy. Like, this guy's just walking around, minding his own business. A girl comes, talks to him. It sounds like, like th- for this guy, this guy, 
It's like this is the best deal for him. He must feel like a rock star, feel like a celebrity. Like he, he's being sought after. Someone wants to spend time with him. Like that must be like the best thing in the universe. The Bible probably says that. It probably says like in the end, it all worked out for this guy. In the end, like this guy was a total hero. Well, let's find out what the Bible says. This is what this says in the next verse. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. That's how the Bible describes this guy. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, wait, no, no. This can't be right. Like an ox going to be made into hamburger meat for In-N-Out? That, that doesn't make any sense. Like this guy, like this girl is paying attention to him, talking to him, DMing him. They're, 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 they're chatting. Like things are so good, right? And this is what the Bible says. He was like a stag caught in a trap waiting for the arrow that would pierce its heart. You know what happens when an arrow pierces your heart? Yeah, you die. Like, it's not a good thing. Like, it's like, this, but this doesn't make sense. Like, this make, I'm a rock star. Like, I'm finally getting the attention I've wanted. I'm finally giving attention, and it's being reciprocated. I'm taking attention that I've been dying for. And, and this is not a bad thing. This is what the Bible says. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. Little knowing it would cost him his life. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I find, okay? I find that we usually have a mentality in dating that's just like this. That will never happen to me. We hear this story. We hear about the guy that is making all the mistakes and he's going to suffer for it. And we still will sit here and say, that will never happen to me. I'm smarter than that. I won't make those same mistakes. He should have seen that coming a mile away. I'm wiser than that. Like, th th this guy's story, this is not my story. But here's what we end up doing, okay? This is what we end up doing. And I'm going to put it up here on the screen. I want you to see this. This is the, the last piece, okay? Listen to me, my sons, and pay attention. Sons, daughters, this, is, this piece is really, this is for everybody. Don't let your heart stray away toward her, him. Okay, this is for everybody. Don't wander down her wayward path, his wayward path. All right, this is for everybody. Here's the last piece. This is for everybody. For she, he, okay, this is for everybody, has been the ruin of many. Many men slash women have been her victims. Victims. This is how it talks about this unhealthy dating relationship. This unhealthy interaction between a guy and a girl that many people have been this person's victims. Victims. You know how I think this happens? And maybe you think I'm totally wrong. And if you want to disagree with me, I'll totally take it. But I want you to know that I've lived enough life to see this. This is why I believe it happens. And I want you to write it down. I believe that, uh, that we do this all the time, that we take white flags, or we take red flags and we paint them white. And I want to tell you, don't paint red flags white. Now, what does that mean? Let me explain. Back in wartime, so if, you, if you're a big war person like I am, I, I like historical war stuff, history stuff. <coughs> Back then, when it was time for battle, they would take these big red flags and they'd start waving them, okay? Big red flags, they'd start waving them, and it was like a sign that the battle was about to begin, okay? Battle was about to begin. War is about to happen. Blood will be shed. Lives will be lost. Bat, you know, swords will clang and shields will break and war will happen. And it was big and it was bold and it was crazy. The white flag was a flag of peace. 
Like, hey, th- the white flag waves. Hey, things are good. Things are safe. You can come out of hiding now. You don't put your swords down, put your shields down. We're all going to hug and kiss and have pancakes and, and everything's good, okay? So it, it was the big red flag is the big red flag of war, of danger, of catastrophe, of, you know, watch out. And the big white flag was, oh, this is safe. This is fine. This is fun, okay? Here's a, here's a, here's a thing, okay? I don't know why it is, but we tend to take big red flags and paint them white. Now, I think I kind of know why it is. It's because we want, like, the attention that we get in a dating relationship, especially in the junior high world. Like, we like the attention we get and give in the junior high world. And so something may happen that will be a red flag, but we just kind of want to look the other way on it. We don't want to make a big deal. See, if you want to minimize heartbreak, you know, you don't just date for status. So let me give you an example. Like, a big red flag is you dating only because you want that to increase your popularity scale at school. Like a big red flag is dating someone or know you're being pursued or dated only so that person can brag to other people that they have a boyfriend or have a girlfriend. That's a huge red flag. You want to paint that white? Like you'll go along with the relationship. You'll do it so you'll be, you know, you'll be able to tell all your friends. But it's a big red flag that we paint white. Here's another example, okay? If someone's asking you to send photos or talking about things you consider a red flag, don't paint those flags white. You know, when someone is, you know, messaging you, and maybe it starts off, like, really calm, really nice, and then it kind of gets a little flirtatious, and, like, then it kind of crosses another line, and they're asking for you to send stuff, and it goes both ways, guys, girls, we know how this works. And they're asking you to send something, or, or they're kind of asking you questions that are kind of make you uncomfortable because they're, you know, maybe sexual in nature, and like that's not okay with you. And here's the thing: we take those big red flags, and we and big red flags of danger, big red flags of I'm not comfortable with this, big red flags of I don't think this is okay. And what we do is we just paint them white, because you know what? In the end, like we just we we like the attention, we like feeling wanted. We like feeling liked. But here's the thing. When we give away those little pieces of ourselves, we give them away and they last forever. Like once you give a piece away, like you never get that piece back. See, especially digital. Digital is forever. You send a photo to someone, that exists forever. Like they've screenshotted that and saved it and they've sent it out to all their friends and it just, it exists in the digital world forever. Like there's no going back from it. There's no going back. But but we, get, we make decisions that there is no going back from because we take these big red flags that we have either heard the stories of it going wrong or we've heard someone talk about how you know, bad it turned out, but we always say, that won't happen to me. And we paint the red flags white and we just go with it. Here's the thing, I want you to see this. This is, a very, this is one, of the very, one of the last things. People that care never pressure. All right, people that care never pressure. Like, people that really care, that, like, truly care, like, they don't pressure. They don't force you into. They don't talk you into. They don't make you feel obligated to. Like, people that really care, they don't pressure. And here's the very last thing. It's going to be our big idea for today. So when your parent gets you in the car, and they look at you, and they're like, hey, you know, what did you learn today? And you're going to be able to look back at them and say, I'll tell you what I learned. I learned that in dating, your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. And you're going to be able to look back at your parents, and what are you going to say to your parents? What did you learn today? Because if they're going to ask you what you learned, you've got to ask them what they learned. Because here's the deal. In dating, your direction, the direction that you're going, 
Not where you intend to go, not to where you hope to go, not if everything goes right, this is where you may go. The direction you're going, not your intention, is what determines your destination. So here's my hope. My hope is that you walk out of here feeling a little more informed about dating, maybe have a little better context for dating, not just, you know, the, the mechanics of dating and how to get a girlfriend or keep a girlfriend, but actually the wisdom of dating. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do. I told you about those cards that are in your, your deals. I want everyone to write one, and this is what we're going to do. And this is going to be helpful to me because this is what's happening next week. Next week, we're going to have a whole panel of people up here. I'm going to MC the panel, and we're going to take your questions. I'm going to read through them this week, and I'm going to read through them, and I'm going to combine them and kind of create the question that you, know, that you guys are asking. So here's the deal. This is totally anonymous, although one kid did write yesterday, how, it, how do you get a girlfriend if you have any tips, please let me know. And they actually put their phone number and their name on it. I think they actually want them, me to, like, call them and be like, all right, this is what you do. Like, first, do you have any flowers? Okay, get some. All right, go to your neighbor's house. Get some flowers, like, from their lawn. Don't worry about it. They won't care. They won't care. Uh, it's anonymous, okay? It's anonymous. You don't have to write your name. Okay, don't have to write who you are. Or don't even have to write if you're a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter. You can write on here any question you want about dating, boys, dating, relationships, love, sex, romance. You can write any question you want on here. All right, it's totally anonymous. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to grab these cards from your deal. They're in the, uh, the bins. I want you to pass them around. Leaders, if you could help me pass these cards around. And I want you to fill out a question. Ooh. Fill out a question and then... I'm going to give you a minute or two to write it down. Uh, Brandon, why don't you throw on some music? <coughs> and then we are all going to go take a walk over to the baptismal in a second to see our friends get baptized. But go ahead, write down some questions. They're all in the carts around the room. They're in the carts. And when you're done with your question, you're going to put it in the cooler in the back that we were throwing Frisbees into. Hey, hey, we're not leaving yet. Did you guys write down questions? Yeah, write down questions. Good. All right. Write down some questions. Put them in the box in the back. Make it a good question, something that I can really read and, like, you know, take it in. Oh, and if you can bring all the Frisbees up to the front, we need them for the next service. Yeah. Ooh, that was a good throw. That was not a good throw. That was not a good throw. Oh, bad throw. Oh. Oh. What? Oh, hey. If you're in eighth grade, can you go see Kyle? And then, uh, where's Brandon? Brandon, can you lead the way over to the baptismal? All right, guys, if you're, they hit my iPad. Uh, these are all bad throws. All right, if you're in eighth grade, if you're in eighth grade, go see Kyle. Right over here, throw it here. And then everyone else, Put your question in the box, 
and then head over to the baptismal. You guys are great. We love you all. Head over there, Brandon, lead the way. Baptismal.